I am Vaiky Vinky and this is the Working Athlete podcast. Here I talk to working athletes from all walks of life and experts from various sports to provide you with inspiration, training tips, time management and lifestyle advice. If this is something that interests you, please make sure you subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss any future episodes. Today's guest Pankaj Dhiman is a triathlete and a triathlon coach from Delhi who won his age category and finished third overall in Goa Ironman 70.3 in 2022. A bodybuilder who picked up running after a shoulder injury, he signed up for his first Ironman event even before he knew how to swim or had a bike. In this episode he shares his endurance journey of going from a 1 hour 45 minute 10k runner to a 2 hour 59 minute marathon that qualified him for Boston Marathon and a 4 hour 21 minute 70.3 event timing his journey is an example of what one can achieve with a relentless drive to improve oneself and an undying commitment to discipline with that let us get into my conversation with pankaj welcome to the working athlete podcast pankaj it's a pleasure having you on the show thank you so much it's a pleasure being here as well Awesome. Uh Pankaj let us start by talking about uh, your relationship with sport uh, growing up. Yeah, well growing up like every other kid uh, you know I used to play cricket. In fact uh, I started playing cricket uh, uh when I was in the ninth standard. Before that for uh-huh. a couple of years I was in a school which was hockey oriented. Uh at that point in time in the 90s the the then india hockey coach indian national team hockey coach was the coach of our school so he must have seen me running around in the playground and you know we used to play football during our uh you know lunch breaks he must have seen me running around and he he called me to his room and said uh, you know you run pretty fast why don't you uh, why don't you give hockey a go and i i wanted to be out of the classrooms so I I got the opportunity I said why not so I I tried awesome. for a couple of years uh but then cricket I was I was good at cricket so I I I wanted to play cricket but then like I said my school was hockey oriented so I changed my school and then I shifted to a school which was cricket oriented and from then on it was all about cricket so I I I played cricket for for a good 7 to 10 years wow yeah So I mean college level yeah yeah college as well and university I captained the university I played the vigi trophy so mm-hmm. yeah brilliant brilliant so uh so you so through your college life you were uh, mostly into cricket then from school right I, that's how uh, I got it <laughs> otherwise you know the kind of marks I got I wouldn't have got admission in any college so cricket was i got through sports quota <laughs> nice nice i got got me admission in the college right so after yeah. college uh, you know did you continue your uh, love affair with the sport or how how did it uh, go from there i had my share of injuries actually so 
uh, I did play uh, cricket in college uh, because that's how I got the admission. So I also had an obligation to play for college. Once I got out of college and got into uh, uh, you know postgraduate studies, of course I, I I continued playing cricket and I was in Amity University and Amity University was forming its first ever cricket team to play in the Vijay Trophy and Vijay Trophy is considered. Uh, you know, a very good tournament amongst universities. So I, I then happened to be the first captain of Amity University uh, in 2007 and went on to play Vijay Trophy. And after that, I I did play some cricket on and off for my for my office in the T20 leagues and the corporate T20 leagues, but that's about it. Okay. Uh, I'd already started lifting a little bit and uh, I knew that I wanted to do, I wanted to get into bodybuilding. All right. Yeah. So yeah. what uh, you said, uh, you know, uh, cricket uh, after you were playing corporate T uh, Twenty uh, cricket and stuff. What was uh, work for you at that point of time? I did my postgraduate in uh, post graduation in insurance. So I'm an insurance postgraduate, and uh, I was working with Ifco Tokyo General Insurance. Uh, I got campus place, and I, I worked with the company for four years, and I continued working in the insurance sector. Uh, you know, three, four years after I left IFCO Tokyo, but uh, and T20 corporate tournaments had just started uh, at that point in time. They were just picking up pace and IPL had started, uh, you know, in 2007. So after that, there was a lot of T20 corporate leagues. So we used to play, uh, you know, every Sunday, whenever we had an off, we would play cricket. Nice. So, yeah. and you mentioned uh, you started lifting. Uh, uh, I guess uh, you you know uh, weight weightlifting uh, became your next passion. Uh, is what I understand was that the case? Yeah. While I was playing cricket, since I was a fast bowler who could bat, I would I would go to the gym. I would use uh, whatever. Uh, you know, I could lay my hands on. Gyms back in the day were not those, were not that well equipped. So, and I would do whatever I could to bowl fast because I was a fast bowler. So my my lifting journey had had started when I was in ninth or tenth standard. So I would always go to the gym, no matter what, and uh, do whatever I could. And a few exercises taught by my seniors, you know, for your legs, for your core, for your glutes, for your shoulders to bowl fast. So all of that stuff, I would do only, uh, you know, bowling specific exercises and then, of course, play cricket. But since I was already going to the gym and uh, and I was transitioning out of cricket. So, of course, gym and I, I wanted to be active. I've always been an active person. But uh, so lifting was something that actually really uh, called me. And I started uh, lifting and then got into bodybuilding. Uh, my first competition was... I think in 2007-8 and I I kept competing up until 2014. Wow. So, yeah. you know, wherever, whichever sport you took, uh, it's like you really went with it, right? It's not yeah. like you, you know, dabbling uh, a, a little bit here and there is not the case, you know. You, you, you got into it, you really gave it a go. Uh, it looks like it's the same with uh, cricket and uh, uh, weightlifting. Of course, uh, now triathlon will uh, will get into it. But yeah. uh, let us spend a little bit of time uh, in those uh, bodybuilding days. Um, uh, what what was uh, your 
routine like uh, you know what uh, what was involved in uh, uh, being competition ready in body uh, bodybuilding parlance well bodybuilding is a very demanding sport and it's it's like you know curating yourself from ground up you can't really have a body to show unless you put in the work it's just you know what you put in what you get out of it and since i was working full time i was in a corporate uh, setup i would have to hit the gym at 5 in the morning so i would do two sessions in the day once first session would be at around 4:35 in the morning it'll be a couple of hours uh, grueling workout and then i would take a shower get to work uh, work the whole day and then uh, hit the gym again after work so basically it was uh, uh, you know two times a day hitting the gym doing the exercises and that was my routine for mostly about 5 years okay okay yeah. and uh, so it's like uh, like you said uh, building ground up right uh, yeah. it, it is like uh, you know chiseling away with, you know uh, we each yet uh, each muscle and uh, making it kind of as a whole also um, being competition ready yeah. right a lot of it's a lot of work you just have to hit the same muscle with the same exercises same number of repetitions same weight over and over and over it's just like beating down on the same part with the same exercises with enthusiasm that's yeah. that's pretty much it about you know whatever we pick up whether it's triathlon whether it's cricket you know if you even if you look at cricket and if you're bowling or if you're batting if you want to play a cover drive you have to hit a cover drive 100 million times to get it right and you still if you don't get it right you still have to go back and still play the same shot so it's all about you know not losing enthusiasm while you do the same work it's thankless you know yeah. excellence excellence is thankless it's not people think people look at athletes and people look at professional athletes and people look at bodybuilders and they really go wow you know i want to be like that yes you can be like that but you know somebody you look at is just spent 20 years grueling away you know the yeah. discipline that takes uh, to look that way and it's so with nutrition it's just unforgiving you cannot go wrong with your nutrition like in mm. endurance sport i i get away with a lot you know i can eat whatever i want and i i i literally pretty much eat whatever i want in bodybuilding that wasn't the case that so wasn't what was your what was your diet like uh, around that time wait i would like you know you're a protein monster i would eat protein like there was no tomorrow i would eat 30 eggs a day i would have a couple of scoops of protein i would have kilo of chicken every day so a little bit of rice and it's just like literally it's not it's not fun eating the same food every day you literally have to shove it down your throat so there were there were days and it's you know you're eating boiled eggs and how many boiled eggs can you eat and you can't really put a lot of salt on it right. you really you just have to just put it in your mouth uh, chew whatever you can and then swallow the rest <laughs> right and that was a that was a pretty much uh, you know my my as far as my nutrition is concerned very strict you can't go you know here and there uh, with your nutrition All i would right. probably once a month uh, yeah. eat whatever i wanted to but uh, what what cheat meals once a month maybe yeah. i'm a i'm i'm a sucker for good burgers uh-huh my cheat meal is a good massive burger nice nice yeah, yeah. 
so like uh, like you're saying right being uh, good at anything uh, involves a lot of boring repetitions right mm-hmm. uh, people look at the uh, end results and uh, think everything uh, is glamorous but um, they don't look at all the you know boring uh, stuff that goes into making it happen you yeah. got to literally fall uh, in love with boredom uh, to be able to you know uh, repeat over and over again to yeah. really excel at something yeah you have to be obsessive yeah it's just you have to be obsessive you have to be curious and you have to be willing to put in the work where you know people have heard it all you know yeah. nobody is helping you and nobody is yeah. coming to help you if yeah. you have to put in the work you want to be good if you want to be good then you have to put in the work there is no other way yeah there is no other way so um you know you um had cricket throughout school and college then got into bodybuilding uh, in your corporate life um, then how did uh, this uh, you know passion for triathlon come into the picture how did triathlon come into the picture well while, while i was uh, you know bodybuilding I, i like i said i would i would lift and i would lift fair amount of weight so i told my supraspinatus in the left shoulder i told oh. my shoulder while exercising and uh, i could not move my arm i could not lift so the doctor said uh, uh, if you want to you know have a fully functional shoulder you might have to go in for a surgery i said no that that's not an option you tell me the other way so he said well then you take your time and do some exercises and let it heal on its own and that's exactly what i did but while i took that break i was working with fitness first while i took that lifting break and uh, i was working with a fitness uh, a fitness brand and uh, we as a uh, as a fitness club would uh, organize runs for our members so i had organized a run for our members on one of the sundays so my uh, trainers said while we are going for the run and you can't lift so why don't you also come for a run it'll be good for you to come outdoors i said well yeah that's let me just give it a go I was close to my house I just walked in and uh, they were doing a 10k that day never having ran uh, you know that much of course I played cricket for a very long time but cricket endurance was long lost it was yeah. back in like 2004 5 and you don't really train that hard for cricket it's all about you know skill building the skill and bodybuilding is all all anaerobic very uh, low intensity steady state cardio and here i was and you know i took it on my ego people were running 10k how could i not run a 10k you know being the fitness manager and stuff so i went ahead i think i did my 10k in around 1 hour and 42 minutes that was my first 10k 1 hour 42 minutes 1 hour 40 42 minutes something like that and i was oh. done i was big right. i was nice close all muscle all jack and yeah. it was i think the month of uh, it was the end of may end of may 2016 wow yeah mm. uh, i i was done but i somehow finished and i had you know rashes all over i had uh, you know uh, the shoe was tight so i had uh, those uh, blisters came back home and i passed out for 5 hours 
<laughs> I was knocked out and I was sore for the whole week. I was sore in areas I didn't know existed. So, but, you know, the next time they came and there was another run, I said, well, I'll go again. Yeah. So, I, I basically, I started with Sundays. So, then yeah. I started going up just on Sunday. And then suddenly, you know, you you start finding fun in it. Like you you got something to to laugh at yourself. Right. So that was something that I found because I was like, you know, there's something I really suck at. So let me just go again and just, you know, you don't want to suck. Like, you know, it's it's just it's something you want to, you know, get better at. I said, well, I'm not having any of it. So, yeah, I started going on Sundays and then Sundays became, became two days a week. Then it became three days a week and then four days a week. And with running, of course, a couple of my friends I knew back in the day had already done an Ironman. And uh, this is 2016 and then 2017, yes. So one of them said that, let's do an Ironman. I said, uh, I'm still recuperating from my shoulder. So 2017 is out, but let's target 2018. You know, we'll we'll do, uh, we'll definitely do an Ironman race in 2018. So we registered for Kalmar, Ironman Kalmar, uh, for 2018, mm-hmm. but I had recovered from my shoulder injury, and then you know, we also had to get to pool, also had to learn swimming, also had to do all of that stuff. So, right, the pool again was something similar as you know, with running because I was like I said, I was big, I had big arms, I had big shoulders, and swimming is all about you know, using your arms, using your shoulders, using your back to pull. And it was a struggle to get to the other side of the pool. I would get to the other side and I had to wait two, three minutes because everything would burn. Right. Nobody could understand why it would hurt so much because my muscles would get packed. Yeah. That yeah. Yeah. for three, four months. And I, like I, I go to the pool and I park my car outside the pool and I sit in the car for 30, 40 minutes just to mentally myself <laughs> up. Because, you know, got to get in the pool because you've registered for your, uh, you know, first time man. You have to get in the pool. Right. And be, you know, being in bodybuilding, uh, maybe the mobility is also not that great. Yeah, so uh, my shoulder, hmm. I, I already had torn, I, I torn my shoulder already. So right. I was uh, a tad bit careful. And I, it still gets sore sometimes from time to time with the swimming hmm. volume. But uh, it was a struggle. It was really a massive struggle to get in the pool and then... And plus, you know, you, you, I, I couldn't move my legs. So there mm. was no rotation. There was none of that sort. So you take for hundred meters, I used to take about two minutes, 30 seconds, two minutes, 40 seconds. But, you know, again, it's just like, keep showing up, keep showing up. The intention was not to improve, but intention was to just, you know, to keep get it. good in 3.8K. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's the only intention to pool. Right, and were you cycling uh, uh, a bit by that time? How 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 was the cycling aspect? Cycling also, I picked up uh, in 2017-18. I never biked in my life. Never ever biked, uh, you know, in my life. Uh, the first bike I, I, in fact, it's a funny story. In 2016, late in, in November, uh, I had registered for my first half marathon, and uh, just a week before, uh, there was a duathlon. And uh, again, it was very close to my house. It was like five minutes. I said, well, uh, let me just give it a go. You know, it'll be a good warm-up for the, for the half marathon next week. I didn't have a bike. So I borrowed a bike from my friend. 
he luckily he was also racing so he luckily had a a spare road bike he gave me the bike i had no clue how to change gears it was a road bike uh you know no clue how to change gears so you know i ran uh, 5k you know i get on the bike and i'm struggling to change the gears and uh, you ride around talkadora uh, swimming pool here in delhi so just as you leave the pool there's just a very slight gradual incline that takes you up and then takes you out on that i think i the chain went off first and put it back on and then i didn't know what gear to put so finally i just when i was about to say this chuck it i don't want to do it i found a gear it was a hard okay. a hard gear i said i'm not changing the gear now <laughs> so i rode on that gear for one like my life depended on it then got off the bike ran the 10k and uh, that's that's how i started that's how i started cycling i didn't know how to bike that's uh, and then after that i had not bought a bike borrowed a friend's mtb and i used to carry you know do 20 30k whenever i got the time but nothing strenuous hmm only after 2018 and 2019 that i got actually into serious biking i said okay. no, i want to do well here there's no there's no mucking around you got to you got to spend the time on the bike so it's only uh after ironman hamburg which i did in 2019 that i decided that uh, you know i got to spend time on the bike that's when i started working on the bike okay that's when i myself a coach actually mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we'll get into that we'll okay. get into that so yeah. let us uh, go through you know the preparation for uh, uh, your first iron man uh, so uh, kalmar right you said in 2018 uh, so by by that time you might have had uh, you know some uh, running in your legs you started uh, uh, your swimming uh, coaching you started learning coaching uh, learning swimming uh, and then were you at that time uh, did you get your own bike or were you still you know borrowing and uh, while we had registered for ironman kalmar so midway around I think Feb or March 2018 I decided that okay let me just find a half ironman and let me just go for a half ironman first now that I've registered so I found ironman uh, 70.3 Vietnam okay so that was May and I was sitting in I think Feb end uh, after the New Delhi marathon I said you know let's just do this this will get me to get in the pool and get on the bike because it's only then a couple of months left and then by then i had booked a bike the bike came just two days before uh, vietnam uh, okay and while i rode the bike uh, uh, in 70.3 vietnam uh, all my nerves of both the hands you know they got screwed i got off the oh. bike i can't even tie my lace arms wow. are gone yeah totally gone i had right. no clue what was happening because you know you are aero you you were aero for the first time and you did whatever you could but then all the nerves were just packed was that a triathlon bike it was a tt bike yeah okay yeah it was it was my first ever bike and the first tt bike so but i like i said i got it 2 3 days before the race and i right. just did on it and you know you can't really yeah get much but after the race it was just packed went to the doctor said 
well that happens when you you know press it for a very long time so i recovered in about a month's time but that was the preparation uh you know a gradual step towards uh, kalmar and that taught us actually what it will take for us to complete the full race that's mm. when the preparation got serious that's right. really something to yourself into all right so that uh, half iron man kind of gave you uh, hint as to what all yeah. uh, uh, you know how, how how strenuous it can be right yes. if 70.3 kind of uh, screwed you so much you know you yeah. can imagine how much uh, uh, the full one can yeah yeah totally you know runners you know we're all i think most of the people who pick up iron man are were runners very few swimmers actually pick it up and very few bikers pick it up but you find maximum runners and runners just uh they think if they can run well they can do ironman pretty well but it's not a running event that's what we keep forgetting it's not a running event you you got to swim first then you got to bike and then whatever is left in you then you use it for your run right. so so by yeah. by the time you got to your first uh, ironman right Wh- what was your running like uh, you know just just running uh, did you do quite a few uh, marathons and stuff and uh, wh- what was your running level like yeah, maybe your best marathon time or something like that uh by the time i got to my first full ironman i could run a full marathon in 306 wow yeah So that is pretty pretty solid yeah hmm so that's what i did here in delhi i so i i'm just uh, cu- you know curious to uh, understand uh, the journey from uh, 146 10k to right. 42 kilometers uh, 42.16 kilometers at uh, 306 you know what was that progression like what what uh, took you there so when i when i when i picked up running and when i uh, you know gotten over the fact that i wasn't getting sore of my runs and i was working in fitness first so we were and it, it was a very strenuous job you have to be on the floor and you know uh, 12 13 hours in the day and i was although i was working in a health club there was there very few hours left in the day for me to run so the only run that could happen was first thing in the morning uh i had to get to work at 6:30 in the morning so i have will have to run between you know 3 to 6:30 so that's the time i had so what i would do is i would run three times a week but i would run 20 25k you know I, every time i would go out i would say that let me just go out and just run because you know self coaching you don't really know what intervals means you don't really know what how to just put together a plan how to structure your runs i could structure bodybuilding workouts i could structure other workouts and i had a lot of people who i used to train but uh, endurance is something that you've just picked up so you don't really know how to put together a run for yourself so uh, the only running i would do was every time i would step out i would say i would tell myself okay fine i got to make the time count so nothing less than 2 two, two and a half hours 3 hours whatever i could get in the morning sunday was of course a little more and for a full marathon uh, like i said I picked up running in uh, in May 2016. I ran my first full marathon in February 2017. Okay. Yeah. Uh that was my first marathon and I ran 320. Wow. Yeah, hmm. but before I I ran the full marathon I told myself that I have to complete the entire distance and I have to see how I feel. 
So I ran 42, 45 kilometers twice before the race, but very easy, like 6.40, 6.45 pace. I would spend those hours on foot just to feel. That's how I, I, I trained, actually. There was no really... There was never really a good interval session where I ran 1K fast or 5K fast or a 10K fast. No, nothing of that sort. All the running was done at either at 6.30 or at 5.30. And for my first marathon, I just had one goal. I told myself, if I can do all kilometers under five, it'll be a win for me. I had two goals, two outcomes for the race for myself. One was don't stop. Second was everything under five. So whether I got 459 or whether I got 450, I did not bother. That was the only right. goal. I did a massive negative split. Like I ran first half in 142. I ran the next half in 138. And which told yeah. me that I had a lot left. Because you mm. can't really four minutes of negative split in the race. You know, right. I really right. myself and just, like I said, every kilometer was under five. Mm. So that's how I trained. That was my running. And after that, I said, okay, let me just you know, educate myself on that. Then I went on and did, uh, uh, you know, running certification. And then I did uh, the Ironman, uh, uh, you know, coaching certification. And that because I was in the fitness industry anyways. So it was just a part of the learning process. And then I started, you know, with, got to, you know, learn yeah. more about how to put together a running plan or a triathlon plan. And uh, intervals and all that. Yeah. So, yeah. After that, it was most awesome. Awesome, you know. Yeah. I, I, I guess uh, you know, starting, uh, uh, starting your ten k, uh, yeah, out of the blue and running it at like one and a half, one one or forty minutes and uh, passing out and suffering for a week. Uh, right. to uh, your first marathon at uh, three twenty, uh, it did not take even a year right uh, yeah. but it is again the same thing of uh, putting in the work uh, it it need not be the perfect plan but you put in the work in terms of uh, uh, whatever you could those two hour uh, three hour uh, runs in the morning before you got to the work and right. uh, you saw the results uh, so i guess also the kind of uh, base you had uh being in sport throughout your uh, you know schooling college and then into bodybuilding you were doing something or the other you, you know you had the strength uh strength base uh, if not the endurance base and you kind of uh, were able to uh, the body was able to take the load of running I, as well i i owe a lot to bodybuilding because i lifted i have now since the time I've started doing triathlons, I haven't lifted because, you know, a lot of the strength work happens while doing swim, bike and run. But up until 2016, I think all that strength training has helped me in the last seven years. Yeah. But Otherwise, uh, you hope with, uh, with the volume and with, you know, whatever uh, I do now. Mm. It's a lot. Of course, I have, a, I have an international coach and, you know, otherwise I wouldn't be able to survive. Right. Do you uh, do you put any any sort of uh, work in the gym uh, now, uh, along no. with the triathlon coach? Zero work. Zero work oh. in the gym. Wow. <laughs> yeah. A lot of lot of the strength training happens in the pool, on the bike, and on the run. 
Mm-hmm. We do a lot of paddle work. We do a lot of uh, you know big gear work on the bike, and there's a lot of hill work in the run. Right. So that's of, uh, so since since you have uh, the conditioning already coming into the sport, I guess uh, you know that uh, helps. Uh, but uh, generally nowadays, you tend to. Uh, uh see you know most of the coaches uh, either in running or triathlon or even cycling talking about the importance of weight training to kind of get right. better at uh, your sport so that that kind of makes sense right yeah it does but it you know it's a two edged sword with me uh, if i if i start lifting a little bit i start packing on muscle very fast because there's this old muscle memory and i can't okay. be too while being out there i can pack on muscle very quickly like i i it's just amazing if you add a little bit of protein in my diet and if i start lifting a little bit my weight goes up very quickly and it's all muscle wow so i wow. really have to you know refrain from lifting i do a, a very minuscule maintenance work which mm-hmm. is just sort of balance whatever i do but there's no lifting involved i don't lift any weight right right yeah. uh, maybe like body body weight work or something like that just very very little lot of okay. lot of pulling of course lot of mobility that's what i do mm-hmm. oh, before, okay before and after yeah. the runs. right runs right. Bike, but no nothing fancy mm-hmm. no lift. okay so yeah. uh, it's interesting that you uh, you know uh, mentioned that you you uh, kind of uh, uh, if you start lifting you begin uh, putting on muscle and uh, uh, you know weight gain right so is is there a way uh, to not gain weight uh, and still be able to say maintain muscle and maintain or uh, lean up a little bit yeah well first you got to have a base you got to have some mm-hmm. base to work with if you mm-hmm. don't have the and i would suggest then yes get to the gym and lift weights mm. and lift heavy weights for very, uh, for uh, for lesser reps mm. but uh, if if somebody is light and they don't have any strength in their muscles then i would suggest then yes please go to the gym twice a week once twice whatever you can get to and uh, just yes do lift some weights like some mm. deadlift reverse lunges uh, some squats basically just quarter of those squats maybe mm. force there has to be some force production right so uh, in order to not lift uh, not uh, put on muscle uh, what is the trick uh, is it like lift, uh, lifting low reps uh, lifting heavy and low reps looking if you're looking to gain strength then yes lifting a little mm. bit of heavy and very few reps mm. basically four to six uh, number of reps but you got to just do it very consistently and the work has to be done in off season when you're not racing right while you're racing then uh, only maintenance work but when you, it happens when you're not racing like in winters you have right. to figure a way where you know uh, you have less load or whatever either mm-hmm. a sunday or a tuesday and you have fair amount of uh, gap between your sessions and then yes to it is it right right and some bit of work really really helps mm mm-hmm. mm yeah, true, true. Yeah, 
you know why i'm kind of uh, you know uh, asking uh, more in detail about it is uh, this is something that i uh, i am looking to improve on whereas uh, i i've done some kind of uh, lifting uh, back in college uh, uh, because uh, when my brother uh, uh, took me to a local uh, uh, gymnasium uh, uh, indoor stadium and handed me to the coach uh, saying uh, he needs to lose 10 kilos uh, because i have always been a heavy <laughs> guy right so uh, and he made me uh, you know lift and all that because he was a bodybuilding coach and right. uh, that's where i kind of had some um, uh, you know experience with uh, lifting but after that it's been like more than 20 years i haven't done anything uh, now uh, that I am like yeah, after we are about 45 and all I am looking at you know I need to uh, not lose muscle and maintain and uh, you know get stronger yeah. and all that hit yeah. the gym and start with compound movements right do some do some squats do some bench press these are just yeah. basic movements that will get you stronger and of course won't put on a lot of weight on you but they'll right. just lean and if you eat the right stuff take good amount of protein uh, uh, it can be amazing. Awesome, just awesome. Have- yeah, coming back to you, um, and your running. You uh, by by the time you got to your uh, first Iron Man, you you had really good uh, running base, and you were like in a shape to run three oh six full marathon, um, and then you kind of got. Uh, got yourself uh, enrolled in swimming and got yourself a, a triathlon bike and you know uh, started cycling uh, but you know how how was the uh, journey of improvement when it comes to uh, swimming and biking uh when i started uh after kalmar after ironman kalmar we of course we finished the race and i for my first, I did 11.55. I I swam okay. I biked okay. I, I had actually bad diarrhea by the time I got to Sweden. For a week, I was in bed before the race. Uh, wow. I just got just a day before the race. I never, think, never good. Yeah. It felt like, you know, shit. But uh, luckily, I could finish the race. And after that, it was, I, I wanted to, since I was still a runner, more of a runner. I wanted to qualify for Boston. So when I came back from Kalmar, it was uh, basically a no swim and no bike. I put myself, uh, uh, you know, in preparation to to get to Boston. So I basically, then in Feb 19, I ran 2.59 to qualify for Boston. Uh, yeah. Again, I was self-coached. So, but I ran my ass off. Like, you know, from October to, it was in the first week of Feb. Uh, from October, November, December, and January, I just ran a lot. I mean, I put together a plan which I thought could work, and I would just run a lot. That was really, really good, solid hard work, and it paid off in the race. I mean, the the, the course wasn't easy; it was in Jaipur, and uh, I pretty much ran alone all the time. It was only because the race happens right after Tata Mumbai Marathon and just before New Delhi Marathon, so there's hardly any people. You know, you start at four in the morning. It's about seven, eight degrees. There was hardly 30, 40 people who ran that, uh, you know, full marathon. So it was mentally very challenging, but very satisfying as well. Mm-hmm. 
So you did 259 there. 259 for Boston. To qualify for Boston. I did qualify for Boston for 2020. But then when the day I was supposed to leave, the entire world was in a lockdown. Oh, man. But that's the only standalone marathon actually uh, for performance that I've ran. After that, I haven't ran a single, you know, just marathon. Right, right. So, and coming to the uh, work you put uh, in swimming and cycling. uh, That happened after, that happened in from August 2019. I did Hamburg in July mm-hmm. and again, I, 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 I ran okay off the bike. Like I ran, uh, I ran 3.30 off the bike, but I knew that, you know, a lot could be achieved. And what that's was the I, time there? Sorry? What was the time there? I did 11.15. Okay. 11.35 to 11.15 you got there. Yeah. Okay. 11.15 uh, from 11.55 in Kalmar. I got 11.15. Okay. In Hamburg, uh, that still wasn't something that I I expect out of myself. So hmm. then I told myself that if I want to be any good, I need a coach. Then I started scouting for a coach, and I 29th July 2019 was the race, and first August 2019 I had a coach because I just got I I had already prepared just a month before the race. I was just you know searching for a coach, and I got in touch. It's she was an ex-professional triathlete, medium weird, from Netherlands. So I took her on as a coach, and then then the real work began. Like, you know, I would get to the pool more often. I would get on the bike, and there was just a lot of structured work. And right. uh, in 2019, I did uh, Bahrain 70.3, and I I did 4:27. From wow, yeah, five hours I came down to 4:27, and I knew that. You know, again, I'm just scratching the surface because, you know, with just four months of prep, with structured prep, with swim and bike, I I could do this. So if I start putting in more work and structured work for a, you know, longer period, maybe I can do, maybe I can surprise myself. So that, that journey still continues. Right, right, right. So uh, the, this was, uh, this 429 uh, or 427. 427 was in uh, 2019 uh, December, is it? Okay. And uh, it, uh, 2020 and uh, uh, 21, were there any races that... Uh... I only did Oman because it was in Feb. I, okay. I, I qualified for the World Championship from that race. And 21, of course, I did the World Championship and Dubai. Where I did my personal best, which was four twenty one, seven twenty in seventy point three, mm-hmm. and I did uh, the world championship. World championship, I had a, I had a uh, you know bad bike crash just before the world championship. I broke a couple of ribs. I was in the US. I was coming down, uh, you know, a canyon, and uh, uh, the front wheel hit a rock and it burst wide open. Wow! So there, and I was coming and- down sixty kilometers an hour. So there was, I was falling and I just had to decide where do I fall. So there was a ditch, 20 feet ditch on my right and there was, of course, road on the left. So I let the bike go somehow. I could let the bike go. The bike fell in the, in the ditch. I fell in the road. Suffered bad bruises and a couple of broken ribs. So that pushed me back for about six weeks. It was just before the World Championship. So wow. in the World Championship, uh, uh, I did, I think, about what, 450. But that mm-hmm. was not 
I was just very happy to be at the start line. Right. Because it was a bad crash. So I was it of the bike? What? So six uh, six weeks before the World Championship, is it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That you know, with two broken ribs, uh, you know, being at the start line itself is oh a big thing. God. I realized the importance of ribs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we realize oh the importance God. of every muscle, every bone. Um, it's not anything. You can't breathe, you can't sit, you can't stand, you can't laugh, you can't talk. It is oh, just it's probably one of the most painful experiences I've ever had. Oh, no, no, no. Was, I can nothing. totally relate. The day I fell, it was nothing. Like, I, I knew I had bruises. I cleaned them up. I, you know, put tincture on them and you know, took care of it. Uh, came back home, took a couple of tequila shots. And I said, let me just go back to sleep. Tomorrow morning, I'll get to school. Tomorrow morning, it just was the worst morning. The next morning was the worst morning. <laughs> nothing moved. Yeah. That was in the world of pain. You know, that was right. just... Uh, it's just a good memory, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, broken bone, uh, uh, bones are not fun at all, uh, especially in the ribs. You, you can't, you can't breathe, breathe hard. You can't uh, uh, laugh. You can't do anything. You know. Yeah. Um, but I was on the bike the next day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just sat on the gym bike. The coach said, uh, uh, "Just get on the bike." It's okay. Yeah. Just sit straight and just pedal whatever you can. Mm. So it was all like whatever I could do. And I could, of course, I could not swim. But I could sit on the bike up straight and, you know, with my arms straightened and just pedal at a very slow rate. But I would like pedal for an hour. Then mm. I would walk very slow for an hour. Very slow. Like I'd probably cover three, four kilometers in an hour. Mm. So that over a period of six to eight weeks, I built it up to two and a half hours of walk. So, and a two hours, very easy spin on the bike. So that kept me going like every day. The day I fell, of course, I, and I fell the last, like I was doing a hundred miler. So it was 158 K I fell. It was the last two K. Right. But the next day I was on the bike. So, which I'm most proud of. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Don't really think much about it. Right. So, uh, you know, the first time I kind of saw you was uh, at uh, Ironman Goa uh, uh, last year, right? Yeah. November uh, 2022, where, uh, uh, y- y- which age category were you in? I was in 35-39. That was my last race in 35-39. All right. Now you are in the next, uh, you made I'm the jump 40. to 40. I'm the, youngest. I'm the youngest in the next. I was the oldest in the in 35-39. so uh, let's talk about that um, race and the the experience there Um, you know how how did the prep uh, to that uh, go and how did the race itself uh, was for you well the prep went pretty well up until October and uh, I woke up one morning in late October with uh, 104 fever it was okay. just, I I thought it was COVID, but it wasn't COVID. It was just a very bad, uh, you know, I caught some bad flu. I was knocked out for seven days. And up until that time, I was really, 
you know everything went well swimming volume was good bike was good run was okay everything was just coming together but just right at the end of october i was knocked out for 7 days so i got back on my feet around 28th or 29th and then i just kept moving just kept moving uh, up until race day and i said let me just get to the the start line because i'd also had i also had registered myself for a full ironman you know after 4 years so i said mm-hmm. you know i got to that race and let me just use this as a as a training ground but it was it was a hard uh, it was a hard day it was a good hard hot day it was a hot uh, hot day and uh, the course wasn't uh, easy by any stretch of imagination um, no. the weather was hot and humid uh, yeah. it was I lost, I lost my nutrition on those rumble strip and you know last year in dubai uh, early uh, my first race i had a very bad dehydration episode on the bike i couldn't move my legs and on the run i i finished you know run walk run walk but once i finished the race my body just shut down and my body was cramping at will so i had to be uh, you know taken to the medical tent and i was put on ivs i was given 6 liters of iv wow you know with the because i just dehydrated i had no motor control so you know i had that memory at the back of my head and in goa on the bike i i lost all my nutrition i had two bottles at the bag i lost them so at one point i i, st- I, I actually saw everything. that yeah i actually I saw that happening on the i stopped yeah i stopped i refilled i took good 2 3 4 minutes i said i'm not going to you know have that same episode because it's a hot day yeah. i refilled everything uh, luckily i was carrying extra nutrition with me on me and i just took good easy time i mixed it well and then i then i you know you know got on the bike and just did what i did otherwise i wouldn't have been able to finish the race it was just absolutely. around 40 that i lost it absolutely yeah yeah we were uh, you know yeah i was i was on the run course uh, i mean bike course uh, on the top of the hill watching and cheering for you guys and uh, as, as on the downhill uh, the rumblers is when uh, you lost those bottles you know quite yeah. a few uh, bottles got chucked uh, yeah. and you know it, it was for us also even uh, we were trying to find whatever shade we can you know just standing yeah. Uh, yeah. you know Yeah, 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 yeah. It's hotter. There, there is no, there is no wind. There is no wind uh, blowing. No wind. At least on the bike, you have the breeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. it was a very hot day and a very humid day, and uh, you you guys did phenomenally well. So uh, you know, coming off this, uh, how how was the swim? Any uh, there, there were a talk. There was talk of uh, you know. uh stingings in the uh, the jellyfish no, stings and all that thing of that sort it was a pretty smooth swim mm. i i uh i swam well without the wetsuit for the first time so i was really happy getting out of the water but what i wasn't happy about was that people was just not swimming in the proper buoy direction they were just yeah. swimming straight out you know i saw that and i was like you know i want to just i said just forget it. you know it's right. it's yeah. but I was pretty happy with my swim i got off the water fine and i got on the bike and like i said the the biggest win for me for the day was no cramps zero cramps 
mm-hmm. coming out of severe dehydration episodes so i was really skeptical throughout the year you right. know i didn't want that was just very painful yeah so I, and you had a strong uh, strong bike leg and how was the run well run was always uh, i knew that whoever is at the front i will reel them in uh, on the run it was just a matter of just uh, first i needed to see who was who all were at the front and then you sort of gauge the situation so i knew it was impossible to catch nihal uh, mm-hmm. it's just next to impossible to catch that guy you know he he, he just he's, he's a just monster on the he, run he's yeah. a head of you know everybody else so and then i saw that i i knew pablo i knew pablo would not be able to run as well as he you know he has he has in the past because of the heat as well and also because he's coming out of an injury he killed it on the bike uh, wow. just what a bike leg demolished everybody yeah uh, but i saw arjun i saw uh, pankaj ravalu and i saw a couple of other guys i said you know let me just see what can happen there's just mm-hmm. just keep uh, you know running and i i to be honest i just couldn't find speed in my legs i i caught on to one pace i hold, held on to one pace and i just kept running that pace i just could not speed up or slow down and it wasn't that my heart rate was you know increasing it wasn't but it's just that i i couldn't move faster than that so i said okay fine i don't want to go slower than this but i also can't go faster than this so let me just stick to this pace and nice. uh, so that's how it happened and i was very happy to have caught you know one by one uh, you know one of them in the end I was very happy to see that I was able to catch up and then finish third. Finished third overall, right? Yeah, third overall, yes. And uh, won your age category? I won my age category, yes. Awesome, awesome. So what what were the uh, what was the what were the splits like and the final uh, time? The splits were uh, uh, I swam I think 33 and change. I biked 228 and change. and i ran 132 something so my total uh, my uh, my final time was around 440 40 440 yeah and it's pretty good uh, for the uh, you know on the day in such yeah. uh, such a course and uh, such hard uh, conditions yeah. so that's the best yeah. i had on the uh-huh. can have good yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the best exactly you know uh, it doesn't matter what you have done before or what you could do um, for without a training but on the day what is the best you could give yeah, right and absolutely. it was it was good enough for you know big third overall and uh, winning your age category so yeah. that that is that is pretty awesome so yeah. congrats congrats again um, on that uh, win and uh, what what is uh, uh, what what is there on the horizon for you in terms of uh, races and stuff this year uh, this year again the focus is to continue improving i know uh, i've got a lot to offer uh, as an athlete as a coach uh, but i i really am now obsessed with getting good at this sport you know like uh, it's almost like an ego thing where you want to get to the pool and you want to tell yourself and you want to just uh you know get better in the water you get you want to get better on the bike because you know you can because you have put in the work in the last 2 3 years since the time i got myself a coach up to a point now where you know i'm i'm really seeing uh 
I, I never look at my splits. Once I, I've done the workout, I never go back and look at my splits. I I try and stay in the moment and I, I just try and put in the best effort in that moment. And if and after a workout, I ask myself that is it, you know, is, was it the best I could do? And eight out of 10 times, the answer is yes. If the answer is no, then yes, I go back and look at the splits and then just, you know, tell myself to just toughen up uh, next time. But on the horizon, for sure, uh, you know, I want to continue working to get better. It's again, like I said, it's a thankless process, but I'm committed to the process. Yeah, like I want yeah. to do well. I want to do well on any course, any day, and with you know any competition. I just yeah. don't want to be good for a particular course. I want to be good on all the courses. That's where awesome. uh, the true uh, you know competition lies. Awesome, I'll awesome. In Lati, in in Finland, in the World Championship. Uh, this year and then I've got Boulder 70.3 in June and I'm waiting for Dubai if it opens I'll go to Dubai uh, it's an early season race so it's a good it's a good place to start and just see where you are and then mm-hmm. take that forward, uh, for the rest of the year but looking right. forward to a few more races this year uh, let's see where all I can race awesome awesome so yeah. at seven at 70.3 you your best is uh, 421 um, 421 right so what what uh, is your best uh, so far uh, in the full distance uh, ironman 1023 i did in israel mm-hmm. yeah that's that's my best uh, i was i was hoping for a lot uh, you know a lot better performance but it was just again you know what you get on the day yeah. uh, i had a terrible swim uh, it was just bad bad current it was bad weather raining throughout uh, you know, from about three in the morning till about we were halfway on the bike and it just kept raining intermittently throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really have, like I said, you know, uh, when I fell uh, sick in October, I couldn't really recover well from that. Right. I just didn't have any, any strength or any pace in my legs, even for Goa, even for Israel and even for Bahrain. Like I, I just rolled with it. I, I, I just could not speed up, you know, from, mm-hmm. from what, like I ran 329 in, in Israel off the bike. I did 520 on the bike, but I, I, it wasn't that I was just, you know, dying or something. It was just that I couldn't. So one lesson was that that took that, that seven day period took a lot out of the body. Although I had prepared, uh, you know, throughout the year, but that those seven days actually, just uh, you know, but it's just one of the days. It can happen anytime to anyone. Yeah. To, uh, you know, just take it aside and move on. Do you feel like uh, it is uh, the speed is coming back now? Yeah, I mean, somewhat. Uh, like I, I gave a little bit of a break after Bahrain, seventy point two December. Uh, just very easy couple of weeks, and then you know, some time with family and friends and just celebrated a little. And then from January 1st week, I've st- again started putting in the work. Yes, I see changes happening now. And mm-hmm. uh, of course, it's a, it's a lot of hard work to get back to where you were. Yeah, and then yeah. you from there. Right. But uh, all- I'm, getting, I'm getting on the bike, I'm getting on the runs. I'm getting mm-hmm. the work in. 
awesome awesome it is also important to kind of give uh, give that uh, time for recovery right uh, we can we can kind of get carried away with the goals and you know various events and all that and yeah. uh, end up uh, burning out also so we it is important to kind of uh, give that time for the body to recover uh, mid season yeah. or you know from season to season from race to race yeah. and all that as well yeah time spent with family and friends is is very precious you know and we really you know anybody who's goal oriented and anybody who's an endurance uh, training you know you spend a lot of time training and a lot of time away from family but uh, uh, that's what actually sets you back you know mm. spending time with them because for them it doesn't matter like for my parents uh, the only thing that they uh, they tell me is uh, you know beta bahut ho gaya you know they don't want to see you sweating so that's a great leveler Right. You know, whatever you do outside doesn't matter. You you're the you're still their son and you're still family. Right. It doesn't matter what you do, whether you win or whether you lose. It doesn't matter. They treat me with my mother just cooks, like I love rajma chawal, and whenever I come back from any race, that's what I get. Whether I've done well, whether I've done not done well, it's something that I get. So it's a great level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's about. That that's very true. So. Uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, you know uh, what's your training like what, what uh, your uh, typical uh, week how many hours do you put uh, and uh, what, then let us move a little bit and talk about your race day nutrition how does it look so my typical training week is anything between uh, say uh, 15 to 20 hours uh that's my my typical training week maybe it goes a little bit it goes up come down it comes down a little bit but on an average throughout the year that's what i do of course uh racing season it's a little bit more and when you're around the race it's just a little bit more but it just averages out right my easy nutrition is uh i stick to about 100 grams of carbs per hour i take a lot of sodium because i sweat a lot and i lose a lot of sodium and more than the others like in winter in delhi in peak winter about 5 degrees if i go out for an intense run if for a 90 minute intense run my shoes are wet with sweat hmm that doesn't happen with people people don't sweat but i i like sweat a lot yeah so uh sodium uh, of course i take a lot of uh, a lot of salt pre post during and uh about 100 grams of carbs which is on the bike you got to eat a lot on the bike so that you can run well yeah so i i try and do that i try to stick to that and that's working mm-hmm. in the last three races you know it's my nutrition has worked out pretty well but it's again it's trial and error that it can change your requirements can change yeah. when your intent changes so i am also learning with every race awesome awesome i'm sure uh, you know with your passion and uh, your commitment and discipline to uh, the sport uh, you will continue to improve and uh, also with your uh, experience as you keep learning and getting keep getting better you'll also uh, kind of have a lot to offer uh, to the triathlon community in terms of uh, you know your coaching and uh, uh, helping others get better right so, yes that's the intention that's what that's exactly what i want to do and uh, uh, you know intention is to just uh, 
help grow the sport of triathlon in India and uh, you know get people to be performance oriented. Yeah, not just being yeah. uh, oriented. Yeah, I I see a lot of uh, that uh, you know happening now. Uh, you know, a few years ago it was about uh, just doing the uh, completing an event and calling oneself an Iron Man. Now right. it is uh, the it is shifting with lot more people uh, coming into sport, lot more people looking at uh, the timing and you know uh, trying to improve. It is not just that you know I want to do. uh you know sub so so and so it's just about you know how how what is the best i can do at the sport yeah. Uh, yeah. it can be sub 12 it can be sub 11 it can be sub 10 but what is it what is the best i can do is not just completing but also looking at the performance uh I, and i'm sure uh, with people like you and more and more uh, coming in and contributing uh, to uh, coaching and uh, you know growth of the sport uh, the future of uh, the sport is uh, i think uh, looking really good yeah well i I'd, i'd like to believe that i'd <laughs> yeah. like to believe myself but yeah yeah i yeah, think yeah. the work is comprehensive and it's uh, uh, you know it'll be awesome to see people not just looking at times not just getting wanting to get identified and acknowledged through what time they got in the ironman but uh, whether their commitment to the process was thorough you know i i train a lot of people i have a lot of trainees and my the the only thing i tell them is that uh you know you can rely on watches and you can rely on data but what you need to learn to rely on is how you feel how you feel mm-hmm. about a workout how you feel about yourself so if you take that into your training sessions every day and you you really thrive to be excellent during that particular session then that's job done because it's an accumulation of all those sessions you can't be excellent in just one session you have to be Absolutely. excellent out for the same thing every day and that's yeah. maybe you get something maybe you don't get something that's not in your control but what's in your control is commitment to the process and commitment to excellence for that particular session yesterday is gone tomorrow doesn't matter right. so yeah that's what i tell people hopefully awesome. you can have that mind shift awesome awesome this has been a fantastic uh, conversation uh, pankaj uh, yeah. it was really uh, nice uh, listening to your journey uh, of improvement over the years uh, and i am i'm sure like i said uh, there is a lot uh, uh, ahead for you and uh, the triathlon community uh, yeah. to kind of conclude the session uh, what are some of the tips that you would give working athletes to do well at sport and life ah <sighs> working uh, okay for, for people to sort of if you if you really want to be good uh, you know at something a lot of people talk about balance i i think balance is overrated you can't really have a balance when it comes to excellence because if you look at working people if they want to be good at work then they end up spending a lot of time at work similarly you know if you want to be good at a sport if you want to be really good at a sport then you have to throw the balance out of the window you then you got to spend you got to you got to do the drill 
you got to get to it and of course you can find balance but to, you know you'll have to compromise a lot you got to be disciplined and uh, nothing beats discipline motivation mm-hmm. inspiration they're all overrated they get you of course started but i'll ask about motivation and inspiration when you spent 6 weeks in training and then you're really tired in the morning and then you have to get to the pool and then you have to you know sit on the bike and you have to go out for an intense run and then i'll ask where the inspiration and the motivation comes from that's where discipline comes in and people underestimate discipline you know it's okay in their heads to you know it's okay to leave the session no it shouldn't be okay i'm not saying of course you got to listen to your body but uh, you also need to be disciplined we are we we are all very fearful you know by nature yeah. and everything happens it happens here before it happens anywhere else yeah it's we we live our lives uh, more in the mind uh get out first get out of your head you can do yeah. a lot Absolutely. there's nobody stopping you from doing anything you just have to get around your own head so all working at least like i was a working uh, you know athlete and i'm still i still am although i've got the liberty of time now at at hand being a freelancer but uh, the biggest takeaway for me when i was working was uh, the commitment commitment to getting the work done like i said you know i would wake up at 3 do my run and then get to work because i knew that once i got to work you know there is it's not happening and a lot of times i used to think maybe i'll do it in the evening and i i did think that i did i'll do it in the evening but i i could never manage that because by the time you get home 9:30 10 you know you you have no energy left so i would stick to my morning routine back in the day when i was working at uh, you know i was working full time right but it was yeah nine out of times i didn't want to do it <laughs> we we need to have the discipline to show up every day even this yeah. morning you know this morning i was really groggy and uh, Uh, it was it was raining in delhi for the past couple of days very cold and i i i i got up in the morning and i had a 7 o'clock uh, uh session in the pool i have to leave home at 6 because it's a 45 minutes drive i just had no drive to get in the water <laughs> but i got i got myself to the pool and i fought i fought myself and i got in the in the water probably had one of the better swims in the last 3 uh, weeks Yeah, wouldn't have happened if you did not, you know. Yeah, it was very yourself there. Yeah, yeah in the bed, just I'm not going today. It's okay. Yeah, so that's yeah. what that discipline. Uh, that's where discipline helps. Awesome. I'm glad that's, I did. Yeah, that's a good note to end the session. Thank you, uh, Pankaj, for taking the time and sharing your Thank experience. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that. If you are enjoying these podcasts and are finding them useful, please consider supporting the channel by subscribing to the channel on YouTube as well as on your favorite podcasting app. It really helps. Thanks again for your continuous support. See you next week with another guest. Music